this week on Inside Motorsport, we have a look at Australia's newest open wheel series. I hope you'll stay with us. Tony Whitlock catches up with the first ever winner of an S5000 race in Australia, Tim Macro. Welcome to Inside Motorsport. I'm here with Tim Macro, who has just taken out the inaugural S5000 race. Fairly close win, yeah. not a walkover. No, definitely not. The thing I'm interested, Tim, is to get your opinion, having been so long involved in the process of the development of this car and this category, yeah. A, it must be very satisfying to you, and feel, yeah, yeah. feel a great accomplishment from it, yeah. but B, give us some idea of the process of it. Well, when first Mike started speaking about it, because I actually went down to Mike Borland's and we saw the Swift, the original car, sort of sitting there, and I said, oh, I really want to drive this. So I actually approached Chris about you know, helping out with the testing. And John Martin, as well, was involved at that point with the testing of it. He said he wanted to do this category and get it offline. And uh, obviously Mike said, yeah, you might as well just get Tim to do it as well if John can't do it. And um, that's when I drove the Swift. So that's we went the, to ori- the original 5,000? The original Chris one Landon. that Chris Landon came out with. Yep. Not any other invitations. And we went to Winton, I remember. We went to Winton and we shook the car down. And the Motec guys were there and the Hollinger guys were there. So it was very, it's a very Australian car. Like Mike, basically the only thing that was left of the Super Formula car was the tub. And Mike built the rest. And he did an awesome job because we rolled out the gate. And this is three years ago, this is. So the concept was in the five years in the making, but this is about three, four years ago. And we rolled out the gate. We did a few gear change things, mucked around with the gearbox a bit. Two hours later, oh, well, we might as well start testing. So that day we started throwing a few different things at it, which was good. And the concept was off and running. Then there was a few spanners in the works, obviously, with the other 5,000 that came along that supercars wanted to do. And then it came to the point where, obviously, everything had to have a halo. And you can't just retrofit. I have those the tub. So really with the new car, with the Leger Flash Crawford tub, it's a completely different car. Like it's just start again. Like we wheeled the gearbox on it and the engine and that was about it. So it was basically everything we'd learnt with the Swift, like we did we didn't do heaps of testing with the Swift, probably two, three days really. And then we did demo laps at Gold Coast and bits and pieces just to show the show the crowd. And then when we when that was all sort of um, done and dusted, they said, well, right, we've got to have the Leisure. You know, it was basically we got the gearbox and the engine out of that car, out of the Swift, and put it on to the back of the tub of the Leisure, and it was start again because it's completely different aerodynamics, different front wing. You know, the cut the tub was. Yeah, it's, it's a bit heavier because it's got the halo, like that's about 12 kilos. So it's, it, it actually is quite a different car. Big car too, isn't it? It's a very big car. I think the wheelbase is very similar to an Indy car, right. maybe even a bit longer. Yeah. And the car actually grew a little bit when we changed from the Swift to the Leisure as well because just the way it fitted on the back of the tub meant that it had to grow a bit. Yep. So it actually got a bit longer. We we did that and then, yeah, we went to Winton and Phillip Island and we just gave it a couple of runs. And then really, we didn't do heaps of testing, to be honest. We did a lot of demo lap. And then it sort of got handed over to, to GRM and they've done a great job. Like, they ran with it, you know, like Mike's... Productionised. Production, basically, yeah. They did... It needed uprights because we'd been running the Swift upright. You know, Mike had done a lot, all the designs on the arms and, and Luke, who used to work at Mike's, did a lot of the arms and just how the car fitted in, everything fitted in the car. And they did a great job and then they production it and they they ran with it and it's great like it's you know the biggest thing and it's credit to Chris let's face it he put his balls on the line like the Swift was really low budget in that not the build actually running the car and I was wrapped for him when ARG got involved and when GRM got involved and then there was the budget to do it properly and now we've got what we've got today. So I'm really wrapped for him because it was what he wanted and in the end he got there and it took him a long time but uh, I'm just really, really wrapped for him. One of the terrific things that's happened is that you're involved with M-Tech. 
Yes. Have you worked with him before with Bruin? See, Bruin, it's funny. When I was doing my first ever year in Formula 3, I started doing, this is 2006, he gave me my first job, really, doing, uh, just working on working on the car. Because I've always, it's not really my first. When I was 15, I used to work for a guy named Neil McCall. He used to run Ash Seawood and Steve Owen. Yeah. He became my teammate in Formula Ford, believe it or not. So I worked on their cars for Neil McCauley, so I learned a little bit, and obviously Dad's workshop, working on my brother's cars, working on my go-karts, all that sort of stuff. So then I started doing stuff for Bruin, and then I can't remember how, because I fell in, I was quite good on the computer and doing the data, so I fell into doing the data with Bruin, and I've had a relationship with Bruin from, from then and onwards. So I said to him, you know, let's, let's collaborate on this, let's do it, you know, and he said, this is only like pretty recently and Bruin has a TRS team does a great job over the TRS I I have certain things I can bring to the table and he has a lot of equipment and personnel and you know so I've got a couple of guys who've worked with me since my Formula 3 days Barry and and Terry so I brought them along and we've all worked together and we've made it happen and we've got three cars the great thing is also that it's MTEC and uh, BRM and AGI yeah Adam Gotch and Rodney Rundle in the open wheel of businesses that there's obviously a chance that all three of those teams can actually flourish yep, in correct. this new category. I've driven for BRM and we bought our first Formula 3 car off Bronte uh, when me and Dad ran our own cars and they do a great job yep. and they have over a number of years and it, it's, it'd be great for them because they are open wheel stalwarts and AGI as well, like he's open wheel overseas and here be great if they have a category like this for them to you know, run their teams and MTech Bruins really with his TRS stuff it's just he does such a good job like yeah. he's really there's a real credit to him and Joanne and for him to put this you know for us basically to put this together in a couple of weeks and you see our presentation that we have and how he does things it's really good and it's really professional and you know that's why you know when I started talking to him about this I said like you need to get involved and will run it right and it's good for the category too because we've got three along with GRM three proper teams that, you know not just one team running seven cars we've yes. got three three teams running three cars each competing competing so different ideas different philosophies different ways of doing things and it's only better for the category it makes it look better now is, is this as much a development of your racing career as it you know this is set two coming up of uh, the Super 5000 and that uh, you're now going to be embarking on a driving career next year again? Well, I never stopped. Like, <laughs> okay. I've been in China for two years. You've been, you've been wearing your development hat now for a while. Yeah, but I don't know if you realise, but I've been in China for two years racing. So I've been racing LMP3 in China for two years yeah. and that's been my main racing for the last couple of years this year's been really slow and you'd, you'd come back and do engineering I, here. Ca- I come back to a lot of uh, coaching and engineering I have a lot of customers a lot of good customers in Melbourne and all over the place I, I, I look after a couple of radicals and I coach some really really great people and, and develop them and I do a lot of coaching but then I ended up going over to China and racing and then I do a bit of coaching over in China as well for some, some Chinese kids over there as well but I started doing some GT racing over there as well and then you know I've done the 12 hour this year and to be honest since the 12 hour that's my first race okay. so I've, this year's been pretty slow I was meant to go over and do LMP3 in China again but I don't know how things are over there at the moment so I decided not to go and, and stay home and focus on this because Really, that, that car that we're running today had to be, you know, it was a tub a week ago yeah. because um, the development car needed to be put the same as all the other cars. It can't be different. And because it's been going for a couple of years, it's got a couple of different plugs here and there. It had a different rear end, had the development gearbox on it. 
So new gearbox, new fuel system, new arms, new everything. It had to be the same. So it's been a really big process, and we finished the car midnight Tuesday night. So to get to the test day. So. Yeah, the macro name's been in motorsport. I remember it first back in the 60s. Yep. And your father um, has uh, built a, a name and built a reputation. Yep. Uh, your brother then went into it. Yeah, he did. Adam, he's now out of it. Uh, he, hi- he has a lot of Excels, and he hires them out. Yep. And he... He's always been a motor mechanic, like. But he also does sort of go karts. He did for a little while, yeah. But he, he builds he builds turbochargers and race engines oh, and all sorts of things. Okay. So he's a mechanic because he did his apprenticeship with dad, and so I suppose we all grew up down the workshop. So he's he's doing that, and you know he's got kids and family and all that sort of stuff. If time to time somebody wants him to do things like he did the twelve hour last year yeah. in the in the Daytona, yeah, he, he's a good steerer. It's wonderful to talk to you, Tim, and uh, we look forward to day two of the so twenty five thousand. <laughs> It should be an interesting uh, weekend. And have you driven a Talon Bend yet? I've driven a road car there. Oh. So we did a week of this stuff for car companies. So yep. we did a week of Mercedes Benz there. So I pulled an E63 around there on the lock stops. So should be a bit different to this thing, I would have thought. Indeed, it will be. <laughs> we look forward to watching that and uh, all the other things in the Tim Macro life. So thanks for your time. Thanks, Tony. Of course, we should mention that Tim is a three times Australian Formula 3 champion, two times Gold Star winner. Uh, the reason not the third gold star? Because they took it away from Formula 3. So, so hopefully they give it to Super 5000 next year. A- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Well, we uh, want to be around when that sort of goes on. So thanks for your time, Tim Macro. No, thanks. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.